ready to come for us. My family, our tribe, our whole nation. I always knew that he'd come, but... Well, let's be honest, it's not like I'm from Jerusalem or someplace special. I'm just a girl from Nazareth. And everybody knows that not much good comes from Nazareth, never has. I thought for sure that Angel had come to the wrong house with his announcement. But if that's what God wanted, well, who was I to tell him he was wrong? Joseph, well, God bless that wonderful man. He could have joined in with everybody else. He could have had me sent away. He could have even had me killed. But he just never broke the promise to marry me. And so when he had to go to Bethlehem for the census, I was honored to ride by his side. Even with heartburn and bloated cankles, and nine months of pregnancy behind me. <laughs> you know those women who try different things to induce labor, like going on frequent walks or eating spicy foods? What they should do is go on a bumpy 70-mile trip to Bethlehem. Because not long after I got there, and I'd never done this myself, but even I know it was time. <laughs> and with every wave of pain, I tried to ignore the fact that my family wouldn't be there to help me and that I'd be bringing this baby into the world without the familiarity of home. But when Jesus finally came, I forgot all of that though. I just wrapped him in cloths and tried to make the most comfortable bed I could for him with the only thing I had, which was an animal's feeding trough. Joseph said I should have been sleeping then, but I couldn't stop staring at him. There he was. The one the angel had told me about. I couldn't even find words big enough to express it. I know I'm not the first young mother to bring a child into this world. It's always been that way. But as I look down at my son, <laughs> my redeemer, He would change everything because he had already changed me. to come of 
Merry Christmas. Uh, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for coming to join us here at Northwest Community Church. We're grateful that you're here. The song and the video, I think, really sums it up, right? A baby changes everything. Now, I'm going to give you a, a picture in your head, and you can start thinking about how a baby changed your life. Many of you are going, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Some of you are right in the very midst of that. My wife and I didn't have any kids for seven years, and so it was all about us. We traveled, we went to see places, we skied, we went to Cancun, we went to places on the weekend, and we just went. And then we had kids, and everything changed. I remember our first son when Andrew came into the world. He's 10 now. When Andrew came into the world, we had a, our house at the time was around 1,200 square feet. That's probably exaggerating a little bit. And it was a great, great ranch-style house. And so when you walked in the front door, you had rooms on, they had a room on this side that was our bedroom. And then on this side, you had two really small bedrooms on the left side of the house. It was split. It was probably our bedroom door was there, and Andrew's bedroom door was over there. But when we had a child, we were absolutely convinced that we were completely too far away. So we just gathered everything, and we moved into the room next door. Now, the monitor, the video camera did not do justice we had to move and we had to be closer. You understand what I'm talking about? A baby changes everything. And then we're realizing, why won't he go to sleep? Hey, just let him cry it out. Just, let's just stay in the bed and just let him cry it out. And then he stops crying. And they're like, why isn't he crying? We gotta, go, we gotta go check. I see his chest, it's going up and down, we're good. She's like, are you sure? I said, well, he, he's coughing, but are you sure? I, I'm sure, I think everything is okay. So you realize, and you can see, and you, maybe you're not a parent yet, but maybe you have a, a sibling, or maybe you have a nephew, or maybe you've seen friends that have had a baby, and you can see that a baby changes everything. But the change that the baby that I'm talking about in my story is not the baby that we're talking about here right now and the reason why we gather. This baby truly changed everything. Without exception, Mary's life was completely turned upside down. She was not looked at in society the same. Her relationship with her parents was different. Her relationship with her husband was different. The wise men were changed. The kings were changed. And really, in essence, I hope that we can be changed by him as well. Because in essence, that's what Christmas is really all about. We can probably say this. And I think this is not a stretch that everything that we ever needed in life, grace and mercy and love and, and acceptance was all placed in a manger 2,000 years ago. Everything that we've ever needed. I know we go into Christmas tomorrow and we're hoping for that iPad Air. Maybe the black one, maybe the white one. Cross your fingers, right? But in the manger, God in his great sovereignty and his great plan took everything we need and said, I'm putting it in a manger. That is my gift to you. He will change everything about your life. The question I think we got to ask, I think this evening, as we go into the Christmas season is, well, how in the world does this baby change everything? How does he do that? And I just got a couple of things I want to share with you right now. The first way that a baby changes everything is this baby changes everything because of who he is. If we take a look in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, and also Isaiah 7, 14, the verse says this, 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. That right there separates him from everyone else. Amen? He is completely set apart. He is different. The verse continues and says, And they shall call his name Emmanuel. And the Bible says, which means God with us. You see, there's an amazing declaration in Isaiah chapter 7, almost 400 years before, more than 400 years before the Christ child came, that said, God is going to come in human form to rescue you and to change your life. That's what he's going to do. I've seen a lot of parents who have babies. I'll go see them in the hospital as a pastor. I love going to see new parents as they have a baby and get to gather around the, uh, in the room and just pray over the baby. It's really, I, I love doing that. And on several occasions, I'll walk in, I'll say, how is it going? And they look at me and they'll say, he's just perfect. You, you know, and I'm not going to correct that. But really, truly, Mary is the only one that could be able to say that and have a lot of defense for it. She's the only one who could say that. You see, here's the difference. God was seen as someone invisible, untouchable, someone that was mysterious, that we could not know personally. And then all of a sudden, God in his sovereignty said, I'm gonna give you not only my son, but I'm gonna give you myself because Jesus is the full revelation of God. That baby changed everything simply because of who he was. He wasn't just a baby in the evidence that you and I have once been a baby or your children are baby. This is the God-man, the sinless man, and he changes everything. I have a quote for you. Every religion has a prophet pointing people to God. Jesus is the only one who says, I am God, and I'm coming to find you. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. John 1.14 says this, and the word Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. The word dwelt is not, does not mean that they're just passing through like you hope your Christmas guests are. Amen. But the word dwelt means he takes up residence. He comes and he dwells among us so that what we can do is we can, we can have his presence in our life. Because that's truly what Christmas is all about. is being changed by the presence of God. The baby changes everything because, simply because of who he is. And, and also the baby changes everything. The baby changes everything because of what he said. Several lists on the internet that I took a look at. What are the first words of a child? What are the common first words of a child? Obviously, mama, daddy are two at the top. There's also hi. And you can picture the little baby saying high and waving backwards, like they sometimes do. And you can also say Bubba or Sissy. You can say dog, one of them. There's ball, there's cat, there's nana, there's bye, there's duck, there's baby, and there's the infamous uh-oh. And let me ask you one question. What word, two-letter word, did I not say? There you go. Because... That's what babies in our culture, that's some of the top words. But I think it's important for us to understand what this baby, God himself, what he said. I think it's pretty neat that we, we really don't know what his first word was. We don't know really what 
Jesus as a baby said. But what we do have is we have a full book of all the important things he said. And not only that, we have a record of the last thing he said on this earth. And he said, it is finished. Because a baby changes everything. Because of who he is and what he said. One of the things that Jesus said, which is very, very clean and very clear, is, is John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. When you're basically saying, I am, you're basically saying there is no other option. You know, sometimes my prayers are maybe a lot like your prayers. We will go, God, I pray that you'll do this, but if you don't do this, then I pray you'll do that. In this situation right here, when God makes a statement and says, I am, he's saying, there is no other plan B. I am it. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. There is no plan B. There is no other option. I am him that you've been waiting for. I am the Messiah. I am the baby that grew to change the entire world, and I want to change your life. The baby changes everything because of who he is, and baby changes everything because of what he said. But, but here's also, the baby changes everything because of what he did. Now, I have a brother that's 12 months younger than me. Excuse me, 12 months older than me. When I was a baby, my brother did a lot of things to me. And at Christmas time, we usually have it out. So tomorrow morning, it's on. Usually I was the bad guy and he was doing something to me. There's a story that my parents often tell because it was so funny is that we got this, you got a dryer and my mother was washing clothes and she had the dryer open and um, uh, we're, like I said, we're 12 months apart and my brother grabbed me by my pants and my legs and put me in the dryer and shut the door. That's what my brother did to me. Appreciate that, Will. Not only that, my, my brother did something to me when we got a little bit older. He said, okay, we're playing cops and robbers and I'm the cop and you're the robber and you're going to jail. And he handcuffed me to his bike. And he had this, this was in the late 70s, guys, so help me here. And it, the seat was a banana seat and it went like this. You could put like 14 people on it at one time and the handlebars were up like this. And so I was sitting on the bike and he says, you're going to jail. And he said, but you're gonna have to sit backwards. Is it backwards? I, I did what he said. I sat backwards handcuffed to a bike and he took me, took me to jail. Here's what I wanna tell you right now. What in the world did Christ, what in the world did this baby do? What did he do? If we take a look at 2 Corinthians 5.21, it's incredibly, it's incredibly clear about what this Christ child did. The Bible says, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We call this the great exchange. You know, tomorrow morning you're gonna open up some presents and walk down, and, and you know, you may find that the sweater is too big. You might find that the shirt is too small. You might find that the phone is actually the wrong color. You might find out that the coat is actually the wrong style. And so what will happen is on Thursday is you'll get the receipt, the gift receipt that someone gave to you and you'll go to the store and you'll walk up to the counter and what you'll do is you'll exchange what you don't want or don't like or don't need for something else that you 
need. And see, what did God do? God sent his one and only son at a perfect time to sit there and be our righteousness. He said, hey, listen, I'm going to exchange something with you. I'm going to give you my righteousness, and I'm going to take your sin away from you, your sin nature. I'm going to take that away from you. That's the great exchange. So what we're not talking about is the scarf that you're really not fond of, but you say you like it. We're not talking about the shoes that don't fit, and we're not talking about the skinny jeans that, really, to be honest, are just too skinny. (laughs) What, What we really are talking about here is we're talking about the greatest exchange in all the world where God gave us his son. He gave us his very best, and while we were at our worst, while we were at our worst, he gave us his absolutely best. The Bible says that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Because a baby changes, this baby changes everything. Changes everything. Because of who he is. Because of what he said. And because of what he did. Because of what he did. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 says that Christ died according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that on the third day he rose again. And so I just want to basically be able to celebrate with you and talk to you just briefly about why he changes and why and how does he change. He changes because of who he is, because of what he said, and because of what he did. You know, Mary came into the inn. Mary came to the inn with Joseph having a baby in a very supernatural way. And they knocked on the door and they said, there's no room in the, there's no room in the inn. And a couple of weeks ago, my son, he's 10 years old, this is Andrew. And he came up to me and he says, dad, are you preaching Christmas Eve? And I said, yeah. He said, I got your closing for you. <laughs> I know what you should say. And I'm like, all right, tell me. And he said, uh, well, let me, let me first say this. I heard this from church and Northwest Kids, but I think it's really good, and I think you should say it. He called me this afternoon, and he asked me, are you going to use it? Are you going to say it? And so here's what happens. I'm wanting to ask the question to you right now. Your celebration, is there room in the end of your celebration for this baby to change your life and to change your family and to maybe make this celebration something very different. I would even say this, the end of your heart. Is there room in the end of your heart to say this baby came into the world like no other, he came to save and to set me free? And listen, I encourage you, I implore you, and I ask you, Don't say that there's not enough room. Make room for this baby who completely, radically changes absolutely everything. And I can promise you this, you won't be the same, ever. You might be sitting there saying, well, how does a baby change the world? Well, the next question would be, how do I, how do I sit there and say, I want that baby, I want that savior, I want Jesus 
in the flesh. I want him to save me. I want him to change me. And I'm glad you asked because it's very, very simple. In a minute, we're gonna sing some songs. And I invite you, while we're singing those great Christmas carols and, and hymns that we sing often at Christmas, I wanna encourage you and I wanna invite you to open up your heart and to say yes to the child who changes everything. And then how do you do that? It's pretty simple. You repent, which means you turn from your sins and you place your faith in Jesus. The Bible says very clearly that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Your goal and my goal is to give God glory. And here this baby coming in a manger came to change your standing before a holy God. That is incredible. That is incredible. And so as we get ready to sing, I'm gonna ask you just while we're singing, if, if you're in here today and you, you've never accepted Jesus, you've never said yes to him, you've never said yes to this child who changes everything, I'm gonna invite you to do two things. I repent and I believe. I repent and I believe. This baby changes everything because of who he is. He is God in the flesh. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He changes everything because of what he said. And he changes everything because of what he did. Let me pray with you. God, I love you and I thank you for this great time you've given us. I thank you, God, for the opportunity that we can be here right now. I realize with people in here right now with this many people, Lord, there's several in here that maybe have never said yes to you and I'm asking you to overwhelm them with your grace and your love. Help them to realize, Lord, how much you love them. Help them to realize, God, what you did for them, that you gave a baby, not just to stay a baby, but a baby who grew to take away the sins of the world. Thank you, God, for who you are Thank you for what you said and thank you for what you did. You are a great God and you are worthy to be praised. And we pray, God, that we would do so right now as we sing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.